Welcome back to another Ascari cast. My name is Rod Van Blake of the Ancient Illumination series, as well as the Umbani Chronicles. I am joined once again by Andrea Rose Washington. Hello. She is the author of Adalithia and Lindell's Magic. Uh, Lindell and Amantree's Magic. Sorry about that. And we are also joined by Jordan Pinnell Jackson. Hey, everybody. Jordan is the creator of Eve of Insurrection and Eve of Reclamation. He's also the illustrator and graphic artist for the Ancient Illumination graphic novels, as well as the Umbani Chronicles comic coming out soon. And he also did the illustration for L.J. Knight's Jericho's Things. Today, we are talking about Prey. Uh, recently released on Hulu, I believe on August 5th. No, not that Prey. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Prey, uh, the, the Predator prequel, basically, um, starring Amber Midthunder uh, as the lead character, Naru, Dakota Beavers as Tabe, her brother, a Comanche uh, Native American tribe, Stormy Kip as Wasape, uh, Dame Delia Negro. I think plays the predator, um, and they had a cultural advisor, uh, Jan Myers, who is Comanche and Blackfoot. Um, interesting film. Um, spoiler alert: if you have yet to watch this uh, romp into the sci-fi genre that goes back to the Great Plains in 1719, uh, this was an interesting one for me. Uh, it was very visual, um, different from the other Predator films that I think most of them took place. Um, aside from the first one, a majority of the time it was at night. Um, when you like, when you initially go into the jungle in the original Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, it started at night. that is like the daytime. But most of the, the fighting and stuff that starts happening later on is all at night, I believe. Um, what did you guys think? of this one. Andrea? Okay, so, um, I liked it. Okay. I didn't love it. Mm. Um, I, so I'll say this, it's not my least favorite Predator universe movie, but it's not my favorite Predator universe movie. Um, there are things I just didn't agree with only just because I couldn't personally agree connect to the character like I wanted to and so I didn't really care who lived and died in this one um, unlike some other AVP ones I just I was proud of her I was like do it get the job done girl power love it because she was smart she um, I loved I, I liked the character but I just didn't connect with her to the point where I was like I'm proud of you I'm like yeah you lived I'm like proud that you outlived the guys but like at the same time it wasn't just I wasn't sitting on the edge of my seat for this one like I thought I would. I, I liked some of the aspects. I liked learning about a primitive uh, predator. I liked um, how they referenced the, the first Predator movie um, with her like sidestepping the predator when he was invisible. Same thing with Arnold Schwarzenegger was on the, like the tree and like the predator was right behind him but didn't know. Like I liked how they referenced other 
predator movies i like to see i liked how we got to see a ancient predator but for this one it just i don't know like i could watch it again but i would probably fast forward through some parts okay yeah you, you told us you do that a lot um yeah i, I pulled I like, andrea for a different yeah. movie though. yeah i i liked this a lot mainly because it was visually different the context of the story um even though it had a lot of similarities was very different from what we usually get the protagonist i think did a, an awesome job the context of everything made sense to me yes. initially when you're looking at this when i saw the trailers i'm like come on now like this makes absolutely no sense there's no way in hell this person would be able to beat a predator but when you say Indian, it, you're saying no Native sense. American people can't fight. Uh, no, it's not, not that. I'm, I'm, in, in any circumstance, the the one that came out '86 didn't make sense for Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it, it didn't make sense when you yeah, said it, 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 like, this doesn't make sense. The the context I'm speaking of because of the time and the mentality of the people that would have been here in the 1700s, like her own people were underestimate her, and that's really the reason why she wins. It's not because she's stronger and she's as big and as badass as the predator is that he constantly underestimates her and just nullifies her as a threat because she even mentioned and, and she mentions that she's like that's why i will win go ahead on her so funny thing i sort of knew you were going to say something about this and i agree because there was a part where you see that she studies how it fights and no one else but and the only way she can do that is because he underestimates her and he goes after all the other fighters first so she can sort of study how he fought and that's like the only reason she survived because if she had went up against him the same way as the people from her tribe did she would have been wiped out immediately if she didn't get caught in that trap and see that he didn't really care when she was trapped she would have died she would have died in that moment so i agree she it was because he didn't really view her as a full adversary the entire time is the only reason she survived because she got to explore she got to study him and learn okay that's how i have to survive because i'm not going to survive any other way so no that, i agree it was smart. yeah that was and smart the factor of the, the perceived gender norms of the area where even the the rest of the commands are turned like, yo, you, you can't be out here hunting. Just, you know, grab some herbs, do some medicine. Yeah, we're not, we you're not going to be out here long enough to cook. I'm like, whoa, yeah. come on, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched, Go ahead, I, was, I was looking at like all the other movies and, I, and I'm like, oh, man, it's a lot of dumb man jokes in all these movies. And this one had the lightest dosage of like dumb, crazy, just things that men say. It's like, oh, hmm, this is improving. Yeah, like, they, no, they've said, all right. I don't want it to get sent. On uh Wasabi was tripping, but like if you watch the Predator Predators from 2010, the guy, the white dude that was like the prisoner was saying crazy stuff. Lawrence Fishburne? No, no, no. Oh no, Lawrence Fishburne's character was crazy in that movie. He was he had he was seeing he was talking to another person, but there was like a white guy who was like a prisoner. Oh, the one who was actually was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, yeah, he was saying wild stuff about this five o'clock is he's saying the r word and the people are like bro like and then like it's just it's just very like it's very like very all the predator movies are very like hyper masculine man it's like we're gonna go in we're gonna blow stuff up we're gonna show muscles just showing a bunch of muscles in the first movie for no reason at all just eye candy why are we looking at this 
I'm yeah. supposed to be fighting predators, and so you you see, it's like it, this is why I really enjoy this movie because it show it it reinforces the point of all the movies that like just being just strong is never going to you're never going to survive against a predator just trying to use brute force. Yeah. And this movie leans very much into that that our our main character Naru she's using she's using her her knowledge of plants she's using strategy she's using these different type of weapons and just like outsmarting the predator which is what we always see in every movie you have to outsmart the predator and that's that's how the movie kind of follows that form and like basically use their technology against them because exactly every time every time in this one and in predator and in I don't think this Predator 2, we saw it as much, but like uh, on the, um, in the movie Predators, when they're on the planet, we see them all sort of use fire to like hide their body heat, to um, go back to some type of primitive nature to defeat the Predator, because if you try, if they ever try to use whatever technology that they have currently, it always sort of, it never, it always fails against them. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. The funny part was in Predators, the... The predators clearly like learned from the 19 learned from arnold schwarzenegger's tactics and like when they were covered when adrian brody's character is covered in mud he, he he can't see him but like he has a way to actually detect his like heartbeat and so you see like the vibration of like his heart and i was mm -hmm. like ooh, i like how i like how you see like the predators evolving like you see all of that in each iteration of the movie and in this one i mean we're obviously going back in time so we're getting that primordial just raw i'm going to be hunting wolves and animals he i didn't feel like, how did you like the, what'd you say he used like metal rods it's like both yeah of, he used, i was oh, like oh yeah it's like oh this is interesting um it's funny because like so one of my favorite movies is avp um the one with tonight lathan from like 2004 or something like that i think it was that year it came out and they have like a shot where they go back in time to see like when they first came and you see the predators in still the same type of technological advanced armor but then to actually see this movie take place like around that time further back um well maybe not as far back um as from avp but to see like he was using almost like a bones uh yeah that, that seemed to be like a, a skull like a partial skull of something else he had hunted but it was yeah the technological stuff was all i guess on the inside of it but on the outside mm -hmm. like a weird like it looked like an animal skull almost some type of yeah. animal obviously it wasn't an animal here you know on mm -hmm. earth it was from somewhere else he had hunted that was really cool it was it was visually it was a visually striking film to me in a lot of different ways how it was familiar yet slightly different. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, his weapons were cool. They were. <laughs> one of my I mean, favorite yeah. parts though of this one was when he started dog walking the French frontiersman. And um <laughs> I it, it went from like slight, you know, action sci-fi horror film to almost comedy. It was. It was. Especially when he walks up on him. And they're all trying to shove the, the sticks down on the gunpowder and sticks. Yeah, I'm like, yo, like muskets and flintlock pistols. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Evangeline Lacey says, AVP is my favorite as well. Prey was all kinds of awesome. Hey. AVP's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> the French, <clears throat> the French hunters, <clears throat> sorry, they 
were probably seeing them die was probably the best part of this movie for me because they were just very rude and i hated all of them from like the moment i didn't know what they were saying i was like i knew when they said savage and idiot that's all and then i knew when old boy said shit when he said nothing when he knew he was caught that was the only thing (laughs) and i was kind of frustrated because i had watched it a second time uh with the Comanche dub, so you can hear the Comanche language spoken. And I was hoping that the French would be in subtitles too, but it gave you, it gave me we subtitles, still, but it was still in French. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, we still don't know what they're saying. I was like, dang. I was like, they really putting us in the world. Like, we don't know what French people are saying. Okay, great. I always watch with subtitles, and I, and I was watching it with subtitles, and the French subtitles came up, and I was just waiting for the English ones to be under it. Like, yeah. there was just, I'm like, I have no way of knowing what these people are saying right now, except I have to like stop, pause, take a photo or whatever, write it down and do it. <laughs> Cause like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't speak French. I should learn another language, but French was not one of them. Yeah. One of the dopest thing I think about this also is contextually how they had an actual cultural advisor on the film to kind of make sure that things was all right. Cause we always, mm-hmm. you know, think of and talk about how so many groups in, in movie and television get like misrepresented and you yep. if you're a part of whatever community is being depicted can look at it and be like we wouldn't have said nothing like that or we wouldn't have did nothing like that and <laughs> they took a a better approach to you know when you're going to depict people have somebody on staff have somebody there that can check and make sure that you're depicting things properly and i, I can't attest to how proper that was because obviously i'm not within that community, but I'm glad they had somebody on, on deck to do that. This was the first one, I think, the only one, one of the few films with the majority of uh, Native American indigenous people cast. In, in, in most yeah, movies. they only had one guy, they had Billy in the first movie. He's the only yeah. Native guy. I was like, oh, Billy, yeah. come on, my man Billy. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't last. Yeah. <laughs> Billy, he was the one who took Billy his pulled out the machete and was like, like ramp, yeah. He like, dies just for no. He just dies. He's just just nothing. They did my the Native American brother dirty. Yeah, they did Billy dirty. Left him. He, he stood there. I think he he kind of knew what was happening too. He's like right, he the whole that. time. Like, Cause he looks into the air like, yeah, come get me. It's a wrap. Um, like I said, I do think this was a visually stunning film. The vistas, the shots that we get, the cinematography of it. I like the way the action was shot. Um, really cool when they when the French front, frontiersmen tried to set the trap for the predator, and you have the smoke and ash mm-hmm. come in, reacting off of his armor, kind of negating his camouflage briefly, and you see him kind of flickering in that reddish orange color. It was a dope. I, I like a lot of the things that they did here visually with this film. Um, how about you guys? It was. It was a it was a great way of seeing um, also the differences in how they are attacking the problem um, because like quote unquote the problem because she knows Naru knows that he's not going to come after them because they're tied to a tree and they're they're not viewed as an adversary they're just viewed as prey you know they don't he um, he doesn't want that and so it's like. We can see everything that you set up. You burnt down this forest. You're, you had these people tied. You bled the brother. You did all of this work to get the predator there. And yet, 
every single one of that every single one of your plans failed yeah, and miserably. <laughs> miserably and it almost goes to show like he knew what you were doing because he wasn't coming for the people tied to the tree because that's not a hunt for him no she even mentions at the time like he doesn't hunt like that yeah and I have to say I like the brother in this movie because he regardless of the fact because I don't think he fully believed her but he believed that she believed she saw something. And so it was more of like, he's like, I trust you. And I know whatever you saw is scary. But in his mind is like, I don't, I can't put the words to it because I, I, there's not, there's nothing for me to reference. Yeah. And I know it's something they do in a lot of predator movies. Um, and the second one, when Donald, Glo- Donald, yes. When he was trying to like, Fight, like trying to find the um, who was killing everyone. No one really believed it was something bigger than you know who's gonna believe it's an alien. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Requiem, actually no, Requiem they all found at the same time. Um, and the most recent recent one, the Predators, the uh, Army Sergeant sees the alien, and while the government conspiracy people know what's going on, like you, he's made to believe no one believes him. Same yeah. thing with the people on the bus. Like when he says it's an alien, they all laugh at him at first, and so she's like. This is something bigger. It's crazy. It's creepier. It's scarier. It's dangerous. And everyone else would laugh at her, but her brother's like, "Look, it's probably a bear or a lion. I know it's some. And I, I believe you when you say there's something out there. But you know, there's no, nothing to reference in his mind of saying it could be an alien. Right. Yeah. He's he, he, no reference for that at that point. Yeah. And, then he's and I like that. He didn't mock her. He's like, a good brother. He was a good. He was a good like that. That and that's. I like their relationship. Like this is like a good to see a, like an actual believable brother and sister bond. And I felt like when we got to that point where in every Predator movie the main character has to lose someone they care about. This is the moment that like I actually believed it because when Donald Glover lost his pop partner, I was like, oh, that was whack. Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, who did, Ar- did Arnold lose? Car- oh, what's well, he lost Arnold lose- when he did the, like the whole little grip boy. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Rewatching that movie, you know, oh, I did God. not realize it was. It's been so long since I saw that movie before I rewatched it for this that I forgot that came. That whole meme came from. Yeah, that. I forgot the yeah. meme. I was like, that's where the meme came from. I'm like, buff man arms. I'm like, yo. Dudes is like, oh my god, look at these buff arms. Like, who is this for, dude? Like, come on, bro. But, um, yeah, I really, I just really like their dynamic. And when we finally get to, I guess, one of the, I guess the, the unfortunate moment, um, you know, Tabe, he gets his, he gets his scene, he gets his moments. Like, when him and his sister are fighting together, I'm like, oh, well, this is nice. Like, him, like, throwing Predator's staff through him was like, Oh, that looked like that hurt. How are you gonna get up from this, buddy? <laughs> then, then, then my boy was shooting arrows and then running up to him, taking, and then taking him out, out of him, and then reshooting him back in. He was giving him that work. He was. He was giving him, was giving him that oh work before goodness. homie pulled the reptile from Mortal Kombat and disappeared on him. Oh yeah, grabbed it, grabbed it, yeah. and then this like, come on. This and is another this. fun fact about that: um, Amber Midthunder who played Naru is the daughter of David Midthunder. And David Midthunder voiced Nightwolf in Mortal Kombat 3. 
don't know if you all knew about that. It's kind of come full circle. Really because in so MK9, the Predator came into Mortal Kombat as a Gex character in that game. So that's kind of a weird <laughs> circle of life type thing where it's kind of come back around. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was giving them that work. And even uh, when I watched it, I don't think I might have missed it the first time I watched it. But does he scream cheater in, in English? Uh, no, I don't. I, I didn't in the think Comanche he, version. If you watch it the said cheater. when he dis when Predator disappears, Tabe jumps up and screams cheater. <laughs> I thought he because I remember in the in the English version, I know this word. Obviously, there's moments where like they will jump into the Comanche language, like they'll say a word, yeah. and I was like, I, I paid attention to that when it was in Comanche because I'm like, wait, I don't recall him saying that word in English. That would have stuck into my mind, but I was like, yeah. oh wow, this is it's so more, it's, so, it's more nuanced. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's so I remember so thinking that when it happened, like, man, you was getting whooped <laughs> at that point. And yeah, then you decided to you know pull you throw out the trap card and then and then. Reverse the game on him, but she was getting worked. Oh, did anybody else laugh at Homeboy who could speak Comanche when he probably did? Yeah. If he hadn't screamed, no. Right. He stepped up. Ah, like, you dumbass. She, like, gave him, she gave him the orange plant, the orange leaves to, to slow his blood and to make his body colder so he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be able to track him that way. Also, I, I found that to be a way more believable um, foil to uh, the Predator than Mud. I, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know the exact scientific properties of Mud, but I was like, this orange plant stuff that actually lowers your body temperature makes more sense as a way to foil a, a Predator with their infrared vision than just throwing mud on your body. Unless Mud has a way to insulate your body or something. Then I'm well, like, it ah, depends on the temperature of the water and the mud. If it's obviously. Cold. Cooler than what than your ninety eight degrees, and you. Oh, that got me there. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll take you on that ride. I'll take you on that ride. If the mud's cold enough, yeah, that would then that would you'll be, be cold. Thing. Is it is it cold enough to make that feasible? <laughs> yeah, if not, if you just got some hot ass mud on you, then <laughs> you're just a little flame. You just yeah, you're just hot all the time. Okay, cold mud does the trick. All right, I just believe it was cold mud, but. I really like that they kind of um i like also how they kind of set up the orange plant like they constantly kind of remind us before she even uses it on him that like this is what it does yeah this is what it's for so we understand the logic of how it'll be used later so i thought small things like that were really cool um oh the dog was adorable it's nice Sorry. to see a woman and a dog and not just a, a man a white man and his dog so i was like okay that little doggy's doing stuff Sorry was cool Sorry. I was a little upset she went back for the dog. <laughs> because you wouldn't have went back for the dog, right? Of course, of yeah. course. I'm of so course. sorry, people. I do. I like dogs. I do. But when it comes to, like, life and death situations. But that dog was with her to the end. That's messed up. Know, that dog helped fight that bear. I know. I, know, I, 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 I understand that I am dead inside. I understand that that is not the answer most people want to hear. <laughs> But if it was an answer, if it was like, I feel like in every horror movie or something like that, the person, the girl who always goes back for her little dog or whatever dies. And yeah. so she's like, why did you go back for the dog? Like, I understand he's your companion, but like, 
The law. You act like the dog was useless. The I didn't say wasn't it was useless. useless. I didn't say that's, that useless. that's when you don't go back for the dog. When the dog's just like a little Pomeranian that does nothing, you leave that Pomeranian. But sorry, was doing work. That's that's like family. You know, you know like he took the bear away. He led the the bear away yes. from from her. That's hilarious. Yes. Yes. Like that was hilarious when he came back. Understood that that dog put in work, but at the same time, I don't know, which is why I don't have pets. I don't know how to go even back. As cat, even as a cat man, I'm I'm not leaving that dog. That was a very yeah, the dog had me rolling, especially with the, with the bear chase scene, and it was like in my mind the the bear, the, the dog was like this run because he comes back around <laughs> and she's like, what like what's happening? The dog and he's barking and he just runs down the way like what do you what, you know where he's running from? What are you standing there for? That was hilarious. But yeah, the dog the dog was cool. The dog would disappear at weird times to me too because when she almost got herself. Uh, in the little quicksand or mud trap or whatever the hell she had. Oh yeah, he this. dipped off. Like, he was gone. And like she, he shows up like hours later. Obviously, she's like clothes <laughs> after wash now. And she's like, there you are. She's like, what I miss? Like you missed I mean, all after she did him. <laughs> and, and it was cool to have her go through those things too because you see them. She uses her experiences, like recent experiences. To come up with like a game plan mm-hmm. for the end to beat the predator in the end. Um, we don't. I mean, we see her. The only thing I kind of—it's a nitpick again. If people are going to probably call her Mary Sue, but like, where did she learn how to knife fight? Because oh, we see her. We see her go to work with the axe. And she's practicing, trying to get the rabbits, and then later on, she gets like a whole gang of rabbits to cook up for dinner, and then she comes up with the cool uh, vine to tie to the handle of her uh, tomahawk, and she's you know she can retrieve it. But when she goes back for sorry and starts just molly whopping the, the daytime fight scene. Yeah, the daytime fight scene mm-hmm. when she's got she starts taking knives from them. She's sticking knives in people's hands. She's fighting two and three people at the same time. I was like, whoa, like I wanna know what where did Pops train her for this? And then that told yes. Pops, yeah. Pops trained her. Pops trained her. Yeah. her brother Because yeah. when she went up to her from her own tribe, she was throwing hands. Yeah. She would have won. Oh. I think yeah. she she would have won. She would have won at homeboy and not pushed her at the end. Yeah. Like, fighting Wasabi. What, uh, what's his name? Wasabi. Yeah. Oh, was that when the guys are trying to take her back? And yeah. And that was, did that little cheap shot. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Turned her around and pushed her into the punch. Yeah, into the punch. Like, that was the one she went bro. down. I was like, you tried. Like, you you, you couldn't handle that on your own. Like, you, you head up. You lost, homie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you lost, homie. Take that L. I take that L. Yeah, but really... now you don't nitpick right you can't nitpick that one all the dude i i look at i look at naru's character in comparison to like all the previous main characters and it's like all of them were really dumb in the sense of like you really gonna just shoot through this this isn't working at all why are we wasting bullets this woman came through use plants in hand-to-hand combat that's all that was ever needed she was just ahead of the game, and she was trained. She was trained. She was. She knew how to handle herself, and that was more believable than. I view her at. Go ahead. I Andrew. view her as um, Shang Chi's little sister. How her father wouldn't train her, so she trained mm-hmm. herself, yeah. and so she watched and learned how to do it herself. So I because she wanted to go on that hunt, which I can't remember the exact 
the exact word it was, but she wanted to go on the hunt, but I guess it wasn't really hard enough for girls to do it, but her brother was like sort of, he wasn't against her doing it, but as all the other men in the village sort of did, like, they're like, no, like Jordan said, um, we're not out here long enough for you to cook. And so she, I feel like she taught herself how to do all of it because she wanted to do what her brother did. So not so much maybe even her brother or her father didn't really train her, more of seeing what they did, going out into the woods by herself and learning to defend mm-hmm. herself. And then also with the French trappers there and this being the time that it is and how people right. were treated, I feel like they would have, she would have known some type of self-defense and then taught herself the rest. I mean, that'd be ridiculous for them not to, like you're saying, it'd be ridiculous for people not to know self-defense in this time period. Like, even women included, like us. Like, just to, just to be sexist and assume, like, oh, they're women. They're just gatherers. They don't have any type of experience with combat. That'd be ridiculous to make that assumption. Yeah, and I think to add on what Andre said about uh, Tabe, Tabe knew deep down that she was right. Yeah, he kind of said that. He admits it. He's like, you know how I trapped the lion? I had to use your idea. You had already weakened mm-hmm. it. You were right there. But previously, after they, you know, he got the, the staff and got named the new war chief, he basically told her, you failed. Um, and I had to save you. That's why you can't go back out. But he, I think he felt he was dying right then and there. So in his last moments, he was going to admit the truth to her before they both met their unfortunate ends. Um, let's take a quick break. And then we'll come back and give our final thoughts. And I'll talk a little bit about the callbacks we were mentioning. We will talk to you in a minute. Welcome back to the second half of the Ascari cast. My name is Rod Van Blake, and I'm joined once again by Jordan Pennell Jackson. Hey, everybody. And Andrea Rose Washington. Hello. We are continuing our talk about Prey, released on Hulu on August 5th. It's uh, up now. If you have a Hulu account, go stream that. It's an awesome movie. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the callbacks. Um, to the original, the, the one of them is to the original Predator movie, um, where Tabe says, "If it bleeds, we can kill it." Mm-hmm. I call. I think Carl Weathers it was was that Arnold Schwarzenegger's character or Carl Weathers' uh, character that says that one in the first Predator. I think it, I thought it was Arnold. Okay, yeah, I think it is Arnold. Mm-hmm. Base, that was a callback, and then the other big callback at the end is we get. Um, the flint, the 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 flintlock pistol that's handed off, that Naru hands off to the head of the tribe when she comes back after killing the predator, is an Easter egg from the second predator, Predator uh-huh. Two, where Danny Glover's character is handed um, the pistol from the OG predator who comes up when he follows the predator onto the ship and kills. You know, he's not killed him yet. He's, he's, he just had a little circular disc thing. He shoves up in, in dude's stomach. In he goes chat. down, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of predators just come mm-hmm. out, reveal themselves. And he's like, "This is who's next." <laughs> that one, who's next? That was that was. I'm, I'm done. I can't beat all y'all. I just yeah. No, they, but they respected yeah. him though. He got respect he for that. He didn't, they he was didn't like, realize that. He yeah, didn't he realize didn't know. That, that moment though. 
in his mind, he was like, well, it's over. His life had to deal with one. And he hands him, he doesn't hand him, he, he chucks this, this rifle and it says uh, Raphael Adolini, 1715 is the year inscribed mm-hmm. on the flintlock pistol, which is the same one that she took off the French 14. Actually, the, the French dude that got his leg cut off gives to her actually in, in exchange for medical treatment uh, for his oh, leg, which didn't last. Got a new Comanche. <laughs> too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is actually a deep cut to a Dark Horse Comics, uh, the Predator seventeen eighteen. So, yeah. What was that? Did you read that? Did you take a look at that comic? Or? I did not, and I'm not going to take credit for knowing this because I didn't have the comic. I was aware of it back mm. in the day, but I actually found this on YouTube, a channel called Alien Theory. He's got a um, video called The Elder Predator 1718, where he basically reads off these portions where a predator comes in the, in the 18th century and 1700s and find, comes upon these pirates basically arguing over some treasure that they took from the church and the captain who happens to be Raphael Adolini is like no we can't take this we're going to give this back to the church and if we don't give this money to the church then I'm not your captain and they basically become mutineers like well then you ain't my captain and they all start fighting he runs off into the jungle and the predator is just watching all this happen and we comes upon the predator they fight and then for a brief moment, Captain Adelini and the Predator stand back to back as the mutineers finally catch up to him and they start fighting together. Mm. And of course, the end he dies. And right before he dies, he hands off. He says, take it and gives the gun to the Predator. And the Predator, I guess, from 1715 or, or actually after this, because that was the thing I was thinking about is oh. if this happens later i'm like well when did he get the gun because i don't know if it's kind of when did which which when did the predator in predator 2 get the gun or when did even the guy the the guy who dies and and if it's if it's supposed to be chronological then i'm wondering if naru inadvertently doomed her comanche tribe because obviously the predator has to come back at some mm-hmm. point, get the gun. That's that's what I that was my assumption too. The, my dad asked the same question. He was like, "So how did this happen?" I was like, I mean, I would assume a predator came back, fought Naru or someone descended of Naru, got the yeah. gun back, and then that was a trophy element. That was because we know predators collect trophies. So yeah, yeah, it's been handed back and forth between humans. <laughs> just yeah, just passing yeah, it, yeah. just playing hot potato with this weapon between humans and, and predators is really funny. Now I was like about that, but. That's probably what happened. Appreciate you. I had a commenter cat uh, that I used to go to. I was in high school with. Commented uh, via LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing, man. Um, so I'm like, is there going to be a prey too? Are we going to see them come back and have, like you said, is there going to be another conflict between the descendants of Nauru? Um, offline, Jordan and I were kind of discussing where they could go with this because obviously the predators keep coming back to earth mm-hmm. that's the thing they uh, like we've seen the, the pictures of possibly having them come and fight the samurai during those times but if you're talking about feudal japan that would be like 500 
600 years prior to 1718 right. if we're going Did to you... go into the heart of feudal Japan um, because of the connection. With, the connection you were thinking of was from the movie Predators where you had the Yakuza member, right? Yeah, Yakuza dude found this. In that movie, he specifically finds a sword. And he was like, this is really old. Like, this clearly mm-hmm. has some historical significance. So my logic was like, oh, okay, y'all can just make a samurai movie. I don't know when y'all can pinpoint that, but... Yeah. I was like, I could easily see them making a samurai movie, but also because it's the Predator universe and it's, it's sci-fi, it's ridiculous. They could literally do whatever they want to do uh, at this point because a lot of things they leave are very open-ended. And, ev- and in every movie, they keep they keep referencing... Someone Something references else. that this has been here before. Somebody mm-hmm. kind of knows. So it's like, at this point, whoever originally wrote the Predator was like, eh, let's just leave these little Easter eggs and yeah. leave that kind of openness. So I think it could happen. There was somebody who posted an image on Instagram of like different predator forms, like different art artwork of just like an Egyptian one. Um, Vikings they had a samurai. They had probably more of a Celtic knight type version. And then it had me thinking. I was like, hmm, which, where would I want to see the predator in this universe? And it, initially, I was I was like, I kind of want the Egyptian one or the samurai. One. Either one. I feel like samurai. I feel like that would see, be. Everybody that was a great fight. It would be interesting, and I'd like it. And like you said, I'd watch it. But that's we we get that all the time. I would set it eighty two hundred years after this one, and go to South Africa during the time of the Zulus, and we get a version of either during the time of Shaka Zulu, we can have him with the Asagai, the throwing spear, and the cowhide shield, or when because you know he changed how warfare was fought then and um, made it shorter so that they'd have to come in close to close quarters combat. Um, that That's what I would, that's where I, I would. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna one up you on this one, Rod, if I get the time period right. So, hear me out. There's a lot of bloodshed. America wouldn't be ready for this, but hear me out. Let's see the time period. You said 80, you said 90, so it'll be 80 to 90 years, similar time, 1804, Haitian Revolution. That would be gruesome. That would be gruesome. And it would kind of, it would kind of mirror, well, I don't know, there might have been some naval combat during the Haitian Revolution, but I mean, it would be gruesome and dark, and a predator could show up easily in that time period. Possibly. The, the, the good thing I think they did here with Prey is that they have it set so that he comes in for a bit, but he doesn't necessarily affect what actually happens, you know, timeline-wise, because he's gone, and we can see the oh, onset yeah. of the French frontiersmen coming through, and it's kind of funny that I think she doesn't know who is doing what at that point, because when he, that was kind of ugly. When she sees the bison... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, they really... And then she saw that the snake had been skinned. Obviously, the predator did that one. So it was kind of a little bit of a mystery at that point before she knew exactly what it was she was looking for in the area that was doing this uh, until she gets caught by the trappers and sees, I think, the bear skin where we're hanging off the homies. Uh, yeah. And the cigarette, cigar, the tobacco, the cigar. cigar he had, that was yeah. his also his kind of like, She's like his moniker. Skin, like, that's y'all him. the bison. Like, you've been wasting all of our Yeah, you just wasted this. Like, come on now. Like, this is typical, typical colonizers. Like, come on, y'all. Jeez. I will yeah. say, I do like how she used him at the end. Like, you don't even realize. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. That was, was, that was, that was, 
that. <laughs> no leg. Missing I'm a leg and got the rats. And the, and the rats eating off of him. He's like, you don't even realize I'm killing you. And gave him the empty, <laughs> and gave him the empty rifle. Mm-hmm. Because now she knows how to use one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. My boy thought he was going to get some get back. And you just you just basically dimed yourself out as a threat because the predator is going to see you as a threat. He knows what the weapons look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the middle, it's almost like uh, the Dragon Ball Z, like, little thing that comes over the eyes. And see oh, yeah. Power level. But, but instead of power level, he just What's happening? Yeah, either you're, either you're a threat or you're not a threat. And a little triangle hits on, like, yeah, he's got the weapon, and he's also... Okay, he's a man. We, we could take him out. It was kind of weird at the beginning how the Predator was kind of like watching the food chain. We didn't talk about that earlier. Which is also really cool. Starts yeah. with the, the mouse, you know, comes and snatches the insect, and then you get the snake comes and gets the mouse, and then later on... My thing was, he never attacked the, the cougar. The, the mountain lion. That's what. So, so I was it, like the wolf. Like, the wolf was a big predator, but uh, the the mountain lion I think would be just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than the wolf was. Do you think that he detected? So, do you think that he detected that? Like, although this mountain lion was a predator to, I guess, the Comanche people, he still wanted to see if they could potentially take it out and size them up. So maybe he was just seeing it as some type of, you know, tool to gauge them. That's why he probably didn't kill it. That is possible. Or, or, yeah, or maybe he's just letting things play out because they were already dealing with a, a mountain lion. And so he's like, oh, let me see how they handle Now, Rue tells them that she thinks the cat is hiding from the predator. She doesn't know what it is at that point, but she's like, it's hiding. So it's like a weird circular cat mm-hmm. in between all of them. Mm-hmm. And that could also be why he probably didn't go after it because he only goes after things that attack. And so if the mountain lion saw him as a real threat and ran away, it may not be something that he wants to go after. Yeah. And the, the sense- wolf definitely turned and hate him. That was hilarious when the wolf runs into the invisible <laughs> Don't. He kind of shakes his head like, what the hell was that? And then like immediately like goes on to attack. And so the mountain- him. Like, yeah, he was ready to maul man. So I was like, oh, snap. And, and so like, I thought if the mountain lion didn't do that, then maybe he wasn't viewing it as a threat if it ran away. The bear, I thought the bear. <laughs> oh, the bear. Oh, the bear. The bear was throwing hands. I was like, I was messed. he was getting messed up by that bear. I was like, I was the bear like, was oh. mixing his ass up. He was mixing him like a record. How? Yeah. And then all, all Predator finally got that one hit in, clocked him, and then picked him. What I was confused about was. So when the predator knocks hit hit um, one hit KOs the bear, but then picks it up, I was like noticing like the blood dripping from the bear. So I'm thinking I was like, did he just pick the bear up and kind of release his kind of like claw thing, and then cause the blood to drip over? It was a cool visual, but I was still very like, I we just saw you pick this bear up. That's all I can see. Yeah, but remember he's partially invisible at that point, so he probably did a a long swipe and and just picked Mm -hmm. him up at the same time. Sort of like how he did to the the wolf that, that yeah, jumped he, over him he just sliced him you don't even see he turned he doesn't even realize he's hurt he's walking yeah that him. was crazy the wolf like, thought he's not right and his guts just pop <laughs> up like, mm, yeah you ain't that it's a wrap for you buddy sad very sad 
a lot of yeah, animals. So, a lot of animals are hard in this movie. So as usually you see, they're, they're setting us up for more. It'll be interesting to see what they give us, when they give it to us. How long do you think it'll be? What, till we get a sequel? Yeah. That, I mean, we, I heard we, this was like one of the top, top, was it the most highest viewed stream show on Hulu. So I feel like logically they should make another one. I guess two years. Yeah. When was the last right? Predator movie? The the not the the comedy one was the, the comedy. Yeah, the action comedy twenty. That yeah. was twenty eighteen. Okay. And then before that, I think twenty ten. Where did twenty ten was the was Predators? When did Requiem AVP two come out? Requiem came out in do, 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 drum roll as I'm trying to read this two thousand seven. Okay. Okay. Um, and then AVP, my favorite one came out in 2003 or 4 2004 and then like there was a couple in the 80s well there was a one in the 80s and then there were based on every three years it was like 87 for predator and then i think the sequel came out in 1999 right 1990 yeah, 1990 1990 the year i was born that was four years before i was born um, one thing I like about this universe is that even though it could be a sequel, it doesn't mean it's going to be connected to any, it doesn't mean they'll be connected exactly to this movie. Like there'll be, there'll probably be themes connected to it, but with every AVP, there's something thrown back to it. So like in Predator 2, you have the FBI guy talking about Predator 1 and why that's why he's on his case. Yeah. Um, then AVP... It's nothing connected to those two, but that you hear that they were here before. In Requiem, it's the predator from AVP, but these people have nothing to do with, you know, AVP. But then you have the movie Predators, and you have that one girl from, I can't remember what country she was from, but she was like, my government in the 80s, there was an attack. Yeah, Each one's connected. So even yeah, if they this one and it's set back in the past, like maybe 50 years later, it could be someone says, oh, I remember a story about this, but like it doesn't necessarily have to be connected exactly to the movie they just released because they're all connected in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I think yeah, what you're, you're talking about, that is a direct connection because they're all like hot potato with something within mm -hmm. the one thing. It's just yeah, a, they remind might you. Be a small morsel, but they're dropping some bread from yeah. over from here to there to kind of loosely connect them. Like they're not like direct sequels or anything, but they are obviously connected in some way, shape or form. And that I think is cool. Um, I like those universes. Yeah, Cause you can video, do those universes. It doesn't trap you into a box. Yeah, yeah I, I, I see that. I feel like I enjoy that. Like they're always these small nuggets of connections. Cause like, I think, so I literally binged almost every specific Predator movie in the past. 24 hours and i was like i caught the reference that the guy the scientist and the predator was a descendant of the fbi agent or science fbi agent in uh the, the Don, Don, what yes they're both keys his name was sean keys and the guy in predator 2 his name was christian, christian keys, keys or something like that? yeah the same exact last name i'm like the there's no and they both know get him out of here get him out of here <laughs> no no i'm saying that movie that predator movie 
Yes, yes. So the, the guy who's a scientist who gets murked, he got murked in that one. His name was Sean Keys. And I was like, oh, I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, yes, he would have to be the son of Christian Keys because they both know about predators. They clearly have access. So I was like, that's cool. So it was like all these little nuggets. And I'm like, I appreciate this. But part of me deep down inside was just, I was like, I just want to see somebody come back. Just give it to me. He just give me. Well, they're not going to ever do it, but it would have been so cool. Like, it would have been interesting. It would have been nice to see, like, had they made a movie where they actually brought back Arnold in the past. Like, that would have made sense, but they never did it. So I was like, okay, fine. But yeah, they're never going to bring any. They're never going to bring back the same characters, probably. It's not going to happen. But I would like to see it happen. It'd be cool. It's an Easter egg. Now that you say that, I would love to see one with Arnold and Sanaya. Because they both had two vastly different but similar experiences. Like, he ended up having to kill his predator, and she ended up having to work with her predator to get out of the to escape the aliens. Even though the predator killed her entire crew, and all of that, like, all of her friends and everyone, um, at the end, it sort of ended like they were almost friends. Like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And for Arnold, she's the enemy. So, like, there are different views of these. Would be interesting drama. Would yes. Mm. Would a long run though. Hmm. Sinai's character has a long run. She she becomes one of the few like human predators in that universe. Yeah, I gotta like, read the book. She goes off with them. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> gosh, yeah. Her the, the character based off of yeah. The novelizations yeah, she goes and she puts in work with them after a while. Like, and she basically got jumped in. You see her get jumped in. She gives a little, she gives a little the, the homie uh, scar on the face with the mm-hmm. with the tag. <laughs> like she she's a part of she's part of the gang now. But yeah, she goes off and does. That would be weird. Ah, that would be kind of cool. I think if she does come back. That's but with her crew, and it's them and alien again. Like crew, a crew of predators. Against, yeah, against Arnold because Arnold sees them as enemies, and there's like there's no people. Oh, she takes the she takes the helmet out off at the end, and we realize it's annihilated all along. Like yeah. what? <laughs> that would be wild. Now that would be a game changer. All right. I don't know who I could root for. <laughs> See, they would have to. They couldn't. They would. They would have to save it for the end. It has to be a plot. It has to be a reveal. They could not show us in the beginning because now you'd be like Andrea. We don't know who to root for. Yeah, like that I. That would be wild. Because I, I would still probably root for Sonia because she was my favorite. I loved her. If they had just listened to her and the other guy who's an archaeologist, the entire movie wouldn't have happened. If they didn't touch, if they had left, they took the training, and then they wouldn't have been there. They wouldn't have been sacrifices. If they didn't touch the guns and lift them up and take them out, when the guy said no, don't touch them, and the dude deliberately looked him in the face and picked up the gun, they all would have survived. All would have survived. Jordan, yes, your boy Dylan is tripping. What did he say? He just said the mo- the new movie was basic. Prometheus two, please. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Was basic? Read that last line again. Sorry, read that thing. The new movie was basic. Prometheus 2, please. No. Whoa, no, 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 no. No, we got to leave Prometheus and Covenant and, and Alien Covenant alone. Or those are that gross. Movie. Those don't exist in this universe. Leave those, foolish, those, those, those movies are highbrow, but they did not they did not execute properly. I'm sorry, but pray, 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 pray with fire. Pray with fire if it's very well in the series. I rank it highly. It was amazing. I just I I pretty high. 
I rank this one pretty high among all the favorite films. So uh, Andre, not the highest, but I do rank it high. If it was so, what's everyone's ranking? For, I guess one to, I guess top five. I feel like we need to leave AVP and Alien vs Predator in its yeah, own standalone thing. I don't I count those. They're just, no, no, they're amazing and they are a literal. They're a spinoff. They're like their own thing and they're already great. So we don't need to talk about them. We but, really need to rank the Predator movies. We have to. AVP's my favorite. <laughs> I know they are, but that's too easy. That's, that's like that's your number one. No, that's way too yes. easy. And that's Alien versus Predator. Mm-mm, separate. We came here for the Predators. The Predator. You gotta rank them, or you die tomorrow. You gotta oh wow! <laughs> die tomorrow. <laughs> if you don't rank them, predators coming for you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Can I go last? Because right, yeah, I literally right. don't know how not to rank. AVP in there? You trying to? Yes. <laughs> right, let's give her time to calculate. <laughs> I, I gotta go. Predator. Prey. Okay. Predator 2, Predators, and then that comedy BS, I guess, would be the fifth one and get yeah, that up yeah, out of there. That's yeah. Dead Last. Yeah, of course. That has to be Dead Last. I'm going to do. I'm, I'm tempted to throw a curveball here. I'm going to go Prey. Okay. Predator, uh, Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. The. Predator, uh, no, the pre- the Predator, Predators, Predator 2, and then the goofy one, the Predator, as last. The, com- the comedy. Yeah, the comedy. <laughs> the comedy. We're going to all leave it last. I don't know. I really, I don't know. The, my, the first four I said, they like all are very close and do something very different. But for me, the Prey was very well executed, was very well executed and kind of, it kind of course corrected. Or it, 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 it kind of brought different solutions to the problems that like Arnold had and it was like an improvement for me, so Okay. Back to you, Andrea. Gosh darn it. Okay, so I <laughs> you really just sort of like cut my legs out. Um Then I would have to say I liked so okay, so then there'll be because I'm ranking them all by like if I connected with the character, if I cared about oh, the character guy or not. There you go. Okay. It's all senseless violence. I know, but like, I need to know, like, if I didn't care that anyone died, I didn't care about the movie. So I need, so for me, it's probably Predator 2, then I'm looking at them like all on the list right now, um, then the Predator. Then Prey, then Predator 1, then The Predator. You said The Predators. <laughs> predators. Predator. So whichever one the comedy one is last for me, and the okay. other one you said The Predator would, would have been the one where they're all on the hunting ground. That's Predators. So predator 2, The Predators, Prey. Predator. And then the last one, the other one that came out, the comedy one. Okay. We're all consistent. That's trash. I didn't think it was trash, but it just didn't fit the universe. It was doing too much. It was doing a lot. It It was was doing way too much. I was like, rewatching today, I was like, I was like, yo, 
first of all, we have like kind of too many like unnecessary. There's like too many characters. That movie so way too many characters. characters that they wanted us to care about, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that, that's a no no for this universe. And then like it felt like we were like there were like we were hopping between too many like perspectives and points, and like we got to follow the sniper guy's son and figure out his involved. He's in, he has the the gauntlet and do all you know has his own little thing. Then Sterling K. Sterling K. Brown, did I get that right? Yeah, he's just—he's hilarious. Like he was also hilarious, which is weird. And he's trying to—he has his own like motivations. It was just doing too much. I'm like, I can't. And then trying to kept making us laugh all the time. Like I can't, I can't with this movie. I can't really. I well, can't. You, you knew that was gonna happen when you cast Keegan Michael Key. Like you're not exactly. Unless you're, unless you're changing like up to do something serious, more than likely you're gonna bring him on to bring the funny. Yeah, and they, kind of yeah, that was, weird juxtapositions, which can work if that's what your overall overall game plan is. But it's going to become slapstick and heads lopping off. It's like, come on, man. And then, and then also, I found Danny Glover's character to be mad comical in Predator Two. Like, I couldn't take him seriously because they kept setting him up in the same scenario of he clearly has fear of heights. So we're clearly going to put him in every scenario where he has <laughs> climbing things. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, why y'all doing this to my mans? But yeah, no, the funniest part of that movie is when he runs into the apartment and the old white lady comes out. The old lady? Like, don't worry, I'm the police. And she's like, I don't think he think is. Yeah, that was so funny. I was like, yo. And I and it took me years. It took, it took me till today to finally finish Predator 2. And it was just... It was way more rewarding to see that gun at the end because I'm like, oh, it's all connected. I was like, yes. And then I was like, oh, also, I imagine if I was alive in the 80s and was able to watch the 1990 movie and the films, it would have been cool to be like, there are more predators. Oh my God, we got different armor types. This is amazing. Like, that movie was cool. That movie, that movie yeah. was cool. That movie was cool. For. Make sure I say it correctly. The Predator. The one with Keegan Michael Key. I was ups- the reason that really sort of irked me was Nebraska dying. Nebraska's death was so- Oh, he had the uh, magical Negro death. I was, was really- so mad about his death. Because it's it, it unlike the other guy who got cut in half by accident. Okay, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Force field chopped his legs off. I'm like, like you, you don't see this force field forming. You, you just, just threw yourself into the engine, basically. And I just, I, because he had the best one-liners when the, uh, when the guy was like, we got, we got to get into something that, that moves. He's like, dude, it's a bus. It's a bus it yeah. moves. <laughs> like he had the best one-liners. His character was chill and had, he held everything together. It was like, we're we're in the art. We're going to do this. We're going to save this kid's son. Um, and then for him just to die like that, I would have had him being shot or killed by any other way, but for him just to sacrifice himself, I was like, no. And this is probably the one movie where they didn't use, they didn't go back to like how everyone else went back to primitive methods to win. They didn't have to do that in this one, and they sort of like left the formula, and I didn't really like that. Because it was like the predator now was trying to help humans, but still was killing them instead of just giving them everything. But he like defected. It just didn't really make too much sense to me. Like it was entertaining, but like the storyline didn't make sense because he was moving to bring the humans something to protect them. But when he woke up, he was killing everyone. And he got there, he was killing them. 
but you were trying to save them. This, I had to, I had to rewatch the first five minutes yeah. of that movie <laughs> because they did a they did a um thing you're not supposed to do in movies. Um, if you look at different shots, uh, the sniper guy he puts the gauntlet on, which I was like, where'd this gauntlet come from? How did he just know how to use? That was another annoying part of the movie. He just things were happening with the gauntlet. He just goes with it. He has no real control of it. So to to bring up Mary Sue, which we brought up earlier, that white dude was getting away with like it was like the story was meant for him to just for anything to happen. Like the gauntlet would activate, it chopped, it, it attacked the predator with no he had no control. I'm like, so this is bull, but. He also he puts on the gauntlet on his left arm, and then in one shot it switches to his right. And I'm like, come on, y'all, y'all better. Yeah, that's just a mistake, right there. I'm like, y'all did a mistake. I'm like, this is how I knew this movie was gonna destined to fail. They already. He's like, could we got a reshot? And he just put it back on the wrong arm. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, come on, y'all. You have a person you hire to make sure that doesn't happen. Hey, if they can find Starbucks cups in a Game of Thrones scene. Oh, that was so funny. (laughs) Gauntlet on the wrong hand is a little bit of a small one. Um, and also, so there are differences. Uh, also, if you go back to the video I was telling you all about on Alien Theories channel about the Elder Predator 1718, he gives us a, a reading of the novelization from Predators 2, uh, Predator 2, where the end kind of ends. It's, it's, there's a different ending, only that he's not the one who actually kills the Predator in the ship. The, the OG Predator comes in, and they have the same thing where they all surround uh the the lieutenant from, uh-huh. from the police and basically homeboy's like yeah he, he's not dead though at that point he he's he's lost the fight obviously but the price for failure uh he reads it off where the predator the older predator comes up and the, the other predator looks at him he he like shows him his throat and old boy just chops his head off and that's how he actually dies and then when they're leaving that's when he turns around and throws the gun to him like take this old daniel boone gun as a reward and we'll see y'all later <laughs> and it gives it the thing is the difference mainly aside from killing the predator the other predator killing the predator itself was that danny glover's character gets a moment to kind of sit and reflect and try and guess at the significance of this gun like when especially when you see the inscription on it 1715 mm-hmm. like oh they've been here for a long ass time or they yeah. keep coming back for a long time and we it's kind of rushed in in the film you, you know he looks at it for a hot second then <laughs> comes out the ash the explosion yeah. happens explosion yeah, he, happens he comes out that sewage pipe or whatever yeah, he got a whole ass out the ship or else he's going with him wherever they're going he don't want to be yeah. on there when it leaves no. the and it's interesting you brought up the decapitation because they actually did that in uh predator i think it was predators where they actually got into the hierarchy yeah of of the different of different predators and so we got to see like the one dude he did cut cut a cut the smaller predator dude's head off head off which was like oh okay did you notice the the healing montage that we got in prey where the simultaneous where the I like I like his I like his super glue I like his super glue better yeah, super than glue. all the way from the second one. And uh, Naru is actually healing herself from getting her foot stuck in the bear trap at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Mirror cool. images of both of them healing, like they're get, getting ready to continue this battle. She's trying to heal her wounds, and he's yeah, like it's this weird little super glue gun he's got there. Just hey, his tactical kit was much better than. Uh... The, the guys and the one dudes in the second one. He had that plate, <laughs> the blue yeah. fire, and then he was 
putting that stuff on this body. Yeah, like the mirror. Then he crunched the and then. Oh the yeah, he two, turned it into. He smashed the mirror in the bathroom and then crunched the stuff up and then melted it to make him goop. And obviously, it should hurt because he screamed. He's screaming mm-hmm. all through the city. Everybody's the oh, white lady. Somebody's in the somebody's in the bathroom. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, there's a burglar, drug addict in your bathroom. Nope, this is a giant. Well, this was a fun one. Uh, thank you guys <laughs> once again for mm-hmm. taking the time out to discuss these things. Uh, let me see here: Evangeline, Dylan, uh, Ramon, Jones. And I think there's one more person watching. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day to catch us on live. Uh, we'll be back again some uh, Thursday next week. So don't forget to check the Ascari cast out. Uh, we'll be uploading the audio from this to Anchor. It'll go out to iTunes, Google Cast, Spotify, and other places where podcasts are broadcast from. Uh, Andrea, give a shout out to your other podcast. Trek and Beyond and Star Trek podcast. Explore strange new worlds with us. There you go. Live long and prosper with them. Monica Pinkett and Andrea Rose Washington. They also have a podcast everywhere where Anchor Podcasts are broadcast. We will be talking to you all next week. Thanks again. I'll let you later. Peace. Bye.